0: On MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, she's Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And getting organized can seem like a monumental task, but, you know, now's the time to do it. It's in that weird part of winter-spring that, that you can really get these kind of things done before you have to go outside and start working. Uh, getting organized can seem big, but, you know, we can talk new shelving and cabinets, lots of stuff to do. I've, I've just done a lot of this stuff recently. Join the conversation this morning. Tell us what you're working on in 2021 by calling 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys this morning? Pam and Jeff? Well, good morning.
1: I need to give a shout out to my dad who turns
0: 81 today. Nice. Nice. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah. Congratulations on surviving my childhood.
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Get in line, lady. Hey. Yeah, um, it wasn't easy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, what have you been working on this week, Pam?
1: Oh wow! I've got a, a just a menagerie of things going on. I'm getting organized, and um, I had some friends in town this weekend, and we hit some salvage places, and I found the coolest old stool that was probably in a workshop, and I just stuck it right in my kitchen next to my um, island.
0: No, no, so redoing. Jeff
1: knows he. He's been in that kitchen before, so everything's pretty eclectic and vintage. So I'm okay. real pleased with that purchase.
0: Very cool. Okay. Jeff, what are you up to?
2: Well, um, same, you know, the same thing. It, it, you know, it, it. I don't want it to sound boring, and it is not boring, but we are closing two houses today. So that's always exciting. Wow. And- you know, not only for us, but for the new homeowners. right? And um, so that's always challenging, especially with the, with our current situation of not being able to get certain building supplies it makes it right. very um, challenging, if you will. So
0: okay. with,
2: with all that, you know, with all that being said, that's, that's, that's what we're working on. And, and then we're, we're, we, we are doing something that's pretty fun. Uh, we are ripping out a bathroom. Uh, we 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 tore it out
0: yesterday. And Only in this show does that in. qualify as fun. By the way, well, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's always fun to redo
2: a bathroom and a kitchen just because of the end result. Right. This one is a little bit unique. We we took the we took the shower tub unit out. We are going back in with a a just a full blown shower uh, setup. For aging in place okay it has the it has the digital thermostat for your for your hot water it has the grab bars it has the seat it has the uh weighted curtain right um oh and it and it, and it allows that individual to stay in their home longer um you know with with making some of these upgrades
0: right okay
1: well, that's ahead. awesome. Hey Jeff, are you guys doing a um, like a curbless for wheelchair entry?
2: Yes, it's a very unique pan. It's uh, it, it comes with a curb. If and when you ever get to the wheelchair aspect of life, we remove the curb, and uh, you can wheel right in.
0: That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Jim. Okay, you know what? We've already got a call on the line. Tracy's on the line, and Newton and uh wanting she lives in an older house. What's going on, Tracy?
3: Okay, so the question is um it needs a whole lot of repairs, so um, I was told that um you put if you put the roof on, change out just some of the walls, then I'll be just wasting money so I, it was suggested to gut the entire house out and just like start like it's new or whatever. So I was just wondering, is that um, something that I need to do, or do I have to do all of that?
0: Is this is this house livable right now?
3: Yeah, I live in it.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, all right, pros thoughts.
1: Well, what you may want to do is get a home inspection on it and then go off of that because if you're really kind of walking in the dark if you don't know um, the other option would be to hire a competent contractor to come in and you know kind of take a look at it and give you an idea but i wouldn't try to make that decision without more information
0: yeah and uh, and I will say Tracy that uh architecture is tricky just because something is old you may look inside those walls and find timbers holding that thing up that would never come down you know so you know what what you already have there might be really really great and you wouldn't want to get rid of it however there may be some stuff that needs attention you know wood does rot over time so so i i would i would say yeah that that's probably a good idea on the home inspection jeff did you have anything to add there
2: um, no, I, you know, I, I think we covered that and, and if it is, you know, old sawmill timbers, they're probably still in good shape. We just have to, you know, obviously inspect them.
0: Right. All right. Well, Tracy, I hope that helps out.
3: Well, I have one more question.
0: Yeah, sure. Go for so, it.
3: So, so I just wanted to know, is there like a website or something that I could, um, find
0: like qualified people in the area to um, kind of um, give me a, a yes, ma'am. am looking for. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. yeah, it's funny you called because this is something that we say almost every week, uh, places that you can go to find licensed, certified, qualified, insured, bonded contractors. And uh, oh. one of those places is MSBOC. Dot us, which is Mississippi State Board of Contractors dot us. Another place to look is uh, is it CDP? I'm I'm looking for it right now. Mississippi Housing Institute. You can Google it. Mississippi Housing Institute. Google it, and um, and that's a place where you can find lots of contractors. Also, if you look at your local uh, let's see. You're in Newton, so that'd probably be around Meridian. But if you look around at the local homeowners association, whether it be central, south, or or north, you should be able to find someone.
1: And you Thank can you also so go much. to the Mississippi Real Estate Commission to MREC, Mississippi Real Estate Commission, and that lists all the home inspectors in the so- in the state. And it does it by county, I believe. So you could look in your county and see who's there. It was actually licensed.
3: Awesome. You guys have done a great job of helping me out, and you took the guesswork out of it for me. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you, man. We appreciate it.
3: And I love the show. I always listen in. I just never call in.
0: Oh, cool. Feel free to call as much as you want. (laughs) Thanks, Tracy. Thanks, Tracy.
1: All
0: right, so uh, I've got a really tough question here from an email that I want you guys to think about. Jeff, this one's going to hurt your soul to hear, but i got to know the answer. Can cracks in a marble shower tub be repaired? It is cracked from the soap dish down to the tub and also one other spot near the tub. So can, um, can marble be repaired or do you need to replace?
2: Well, I can tell you, yes, in a short answer, <clears throat> replace.
0: Replace. Yes. So is now, there, I guess now, you could hide it.
2: Well, let me, let me let me explain why I said replace. Everything has a shelf life and I think we can all agree to that. There is a reason that shower cracked
4: hmm.
2: and it is probably due to its shelf life. Hmm. So why, so why am I going to spend money on, on trying to repair that? When at the end of the day, it's probably just going to crack someplace else.
0: Interesting. Uh,
2: so, my vote is is overwhelmingly take it out and put a new one in.
0: Now, there that in like a, an interesting question. If you do that, if you're talking true marble, um, matching your marble might be of interest, especially if that marble was put in you know years ago.
2: Um, it's probably synthetic if I had to guess.
0: Oh.
2: So, and if that, that being the case, um, again, I'm going to remove the old and and come in with some new shower system.
0: Okay. All right. There's an answer. Any, any thoughts on there, Pam?
1: No, I agree with Jeff. I think that's the, you know, and then you just, cause everything is, you know, and if it's got a crack in it, just go ahead and replace it. And it give you an opportunity to kind of look at, you know, the new systems that they've got out there. There's some pretty cool things going on out there right now, on showers especially. So, yeah, right. I, I, I'd get a new one.
0: Okay. All right, folks, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Um, and you know what? We're going to take a break real quick. When we come back... This is going to be fun. We're going to talk about getting organized and making sure everything has a place. I did this this weekend. It it, it can be soul-crushing, by the way. Anyway, number to call calls, 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Or send an email to fix it, uh, FixIt101 at mbbonline.org. Stay tuned.
5: Taff, co-host of Money Talks. Each week, we take your personal finance questions and tell you about a money topic we hope you find helpful. Podcasts can be found on our website or on your smart devices podcasting platform.
0: You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas. ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from HouseWorks. Real quick, we had a caller last week, that, or no, an email last week, about uh, a, a spot on a hardwood floor where an animal had... Uh, had soiled several times and they were wondering if you could sand that out of the wood you know and i would say i i had a house one time built in the 60s apparently this one little dog found a favorite place and we sanded about half an inch down and still couldn't get past it but kathleen's on the line in uh, a and she said that she's got a suggestion for moving the stains uh from that email kathleen are you there
6: Yes, I am. And uh, this, this is applicable to, in like uh, in the old, old days, colonial days and fall before refrigeration, a lot of people used to store meat in wooden lockers. Right. Meat right. locker. Uh, the oils, the stains, they all relate to this one solution. I used to advise it uh, for novices, but I take that back. I don't think you should use it for a novice. It's called muriatic acid, and you put it on that. You do no sanding, and it will kind of percolate a bit. And then you have to neutralize it with vinegar. This should be done by a furniture refinisher restoration person. Your antique dealer would have a good line to it. You find our furniture stores might have something, but you wouldn't have to replace it or You wouldn't have to sand it because. Matching colors and wood—it's it, just unbelievable. But right, match but that should solve it.
0: Well, thank you and very I much.
6: Any, any time, anytime.
0: We appreciate Bye. it. Bye. Uh, this we were talking about uh, organization. I wanted to get back to that. Talking about organization and doing things. One of the things that happened at the home show this year—one of the highlights. Uh, and one of the big things everybody is talking about and it's even happening in my home is home offices. Uh, wow, that has become a thing. big time. And uh, Jeff, I've known, I know that you've done a couple of home offices through through your career, but um, you know it's funny in my house, we started making one for my wife who who was working from home and she needed some shelf space and some big shelf space. Well, Uh, You know, putting shelves in is 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 not dainty if you're doing it right. Uh, You know, a couple of things that need to happen, folks. And remember, something to keep in mind when you're whenever you're putting something into the wall, there's a wall stud or the piece of wood that's behind the wall. Uh, supposed to be on code is every 16 inches on center. So if you find the center of this piece of wood, the next piece of wood on either side should be 16 inches away. Uh, and that's the way you can measure them. Uh, we've mentioned this a hundred times before about a stud finder. The one that I use, uh, you can find anywhere. It's this giant yellow magnet. That's all it is. Because most stud finders include a magnet. Most of what they're trying to find is the uh, screw or nail that was used to hold the sheetrock to the wood. So that's what the stud finder is finding. So if you find that, Nail, you just, or screw, you assume that it's screwed into something, which would be the wood. So that's where you want to anchor your shelves in the wall. If you do not, you have to use wall anchors. And I am certain and can tell you from experience, it will never hold as much as the stud in the wall. If you use a wall anchor, it just it can't hold as much as that stud. So if you have a question about putting shelves up, anything of that nature, give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464. Now, uh, guys, this, I've got another question here. Jeff, uh, pay attention. This is going to be fun. And, and you know what? I want some real big opinions here. Hey, guys, your last show on finding a contractor was perfect timing. My wife and I just met with a contractor about building our new home in Brandon. A question came up that I'd like to get your uh, input on. All right. Vinyl versus hardy board soffit. Our new home will have hardy board and brick siding our contractor asked if we wanted vinyl or hardy soffits. He was good about explaining the aesthetic differences, but I was wondering which was better to maintain over time and is ventilation affected at all. So guys, what do you think? This this person has a choice at this point on this new home to either put up a hardy board soffit, a wood soffit or a, a or a uh, a vinyl soffit. What are, what are you thinking?
2: Um, yeah, I've got a very strong opinion on that.
0: Go for it. Um,
2: if, if my budget will allow, I am going to go with the hardy, um, let, let's call it the concrete board. Right. There's several out there, uh, in my opinion, oh, your life
0: way. Yeah, we should say that when you hear us say something like hardy board, a lot of times that refers to an older brand that has become associated with that particular product. So hardy board is just concrete board.
2: That, that's right. That's right. Go for it. Um, then it, I think the the concrete board will outlast vinyl um, um, two to one. It's vinyl. Vinyl is a good product. Vinyl has its place in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. If I'm building my home, my personal home, I'm doing concrete board.
0: Okay. And is that because you expect it to last longer or, or, or hold its look longer? Both. Both. Both.
2: Both. You, If you paint with a quality paint onto a substrate that does not move, Mm-hmm then the paint will not crack. It, it still fades, but it will not crack. Most of the repainting we're doing on houses yeah. is due to paint cracking and peeling. Well, the reason it cracks and peels, it's not because of the paint. It's because of the substrate the paint is put on. Huh? Because the substrate is moving. A concrete product is not going to expand and contract.
0: Interesting. Okay. Never thought of it that way before. You know, when someone says "hardy board," you just don't immediately think concrete. But I guess you know if you, I guess that's the way to go. Uh, It's not. It's not going to mess up. I guess. I guess the biggest thing with hardy board would be its uh, its uh, fading in the light after time.
2: Well, the yeah, I mean, all paint's going to fade, right? Uh, Now, uh, your concrete board, in my opinion, is not as pretty as your wood
0: uh
2: Uh, it doesn't cut as nice
0: right Uh,
2: but at the at the end of the day if if i'm trying to build a brick home with very low maintenance right i want vented concrete board soffit and i want i want uh, everything i can put on the exterior of my house be concrete trim boards concrete lap siding brick and and vented soffit and then, if we want to take that one step further, go to your uh, continuous ridge vent on your roof.
0: Right. Okay. That that sounds fantastic. Thank you. Because um, that that was an interesting question. He did also ask, is ventilation affected either way between a, a soffit, a, a, a hardy, and a vinyl?
1: Shouldn't be. I mean, it's no. going to be your vinyl is continuous ventilation. I mean, it That's usually. Right when you put that in there, but I'm with Jeff, if I can afford it, man, I'm going with the cement fiber because then I can paint it because painting vinyl is just, it never turns out good. No. But if I want to change the color of my house or my soffits or, you know, something it's so much easier to, to paint that, you know, the cement or con, y'all are calling it con. I always put it in this cement fiber board. It's all the same
0: stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, there you go. Great answer. Thanks, guys. Number to call is 877 MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464. You can email fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Danny is on the line in Vicksburg and you've got a question about microbial growth?
7: Well, it it's mold. I, I live on a, on a lake. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, I get this black stuff that on the brick and even on the the shingles and and on the outside of the house and you know I tend to remove it with a power washer on the brick. I really don't want to do that on the shingles, of course. Right. But, uh, you know I'm just a. I'm wondering. I you know hear stuff about the black mold. Is this the? Is this how would I tell if this is dangerous? Do I need to take it off because it's it's dangerous and 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 B. What's the the best way to do it or do I just need to power wash it?
0: Wow. Uh well danny question. is yeah
1: are you do you have a lot of trees around your house
7: yeah there's there's trees and like i said i'm right on the water and all the houses okay. you, in the neighborhood you see all, all the houses that have this black stuff and the, even the only concrete gets black you know and, uh, and it's uh it's just well
1: a, yeah welcome to living in mississippi right. because what happens is that our dew point is so high in our air that when we get rain, if you're not getting any sun on that, um, it's going to grow the stuff. I mean, it just that's just very natural. It's a mildew growth, um, and mold is everywhere outside. Is, it, <laughs>
0: I mean, it's, is that black stuff that's growing on the bricks, is that going to hurt anybody?
1: Probably not, not unless you scrape it off and sniff it. Okay. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I mean, hey, Danny, don't scrape just, it
0: off and sniff it.
1: Don't strip. Yeah. Um, if you it, but you want to watch. Now, if that shows up on the inside of your house, now you got something to talk about. But on the outside, you know, pressure washing. And I tell people all the time, don't try to clean the stuff off your roof. I mean, you can, but you're going to damage that asphalt. Yeah.
0: And, by and the I'm way, guessing it, never, it's on the
1: north side.
0: Never use a pressure washer on a shingle. No, ever. No. no. Yeah.
1: No, uh-uh. it's it's really just part of living in the woods with trees and a southern climate. And, you know, you can clean it off every year if you want to. But it's going to keep coming back because that's just the physics of where we live.
7: Okay. So there's nothing better than just, like, say, what the, you're doing than what I'm doing. All right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you. I, I would certainly say not to spend too much money on it because it's just going to keep coming. You know. It's
2: just gonna keep coming back right now yeah. I let, let, let me make one comment I've, I've heard this I've, I've never done it uh-huh. I think it, I think it works there <clears throat> there's a shingle man, manufacturer that puts copper uh, in their shingle which uh, hmm. decreases the growth of algae on your roof right so I've also read a couple of articles that you can literally take a piece of copper, Put that on your ridge. Any place, Start up at the top, obviously. Put that on your ridge, and every time it rains, that that, that residue coming off of that copper no. will will clean your roof. Now, I'm not saying it will do that. I read an article that said it would. It makes sense. Um,
0: I already had the vision of myself on top of the house today <laughs> with the big thing of wire copper.
2: I do not. There, there are copper infused shingles, and that's their claim to fame that it will not grow algae.
0: Okay. Good to know. Great to know. Thank you. Um,
1: well, and let me tell Danny this too, if he's still listening. They, I went out because we had a customer a couple of uh, months ago that talked about spread it and forget it or spray it and forget it. Yeah. You can pick it up at these big box stores. I got that stuff. That stuff works. Does it? So I just, I put it on my fence. I so, put it okay. on my house.
0: Wait a second. What did you, what did you say? It's called spread it and forget it or wet it and forget it.
1: Is it wet it and forget it? Well, I can't get, remember the name, but it's a, the you put it on your hose. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. I could go get it when yeah. we take a break okay. and I'll, and I'll uh, let you bottle. know for sure. <laughs>
0: All right, number to call is 877-MPB-RING. You know, we're going to go ahead and take another quick break before we talk to Danny and Wayne, so don't go anywhere, guys. It's time for another break, and if you want any advice about Home Improvement Project you're working on, join the conversation at 877-MPB-RING. That's 877-672-7464, or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein, here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl, and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks. And if you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB Public Media app. So on the phone right now, uh, we were uh, waiting through the, through the thing here. Wayne is on the line in Oxford, and uh, he's a house painter. Wayne, what's going on?
5: Yes, guys. Uh, I listen to your show pretty much every week. I really enjoy it. Uh, yes, sir. I've been a house, house planer for about 35 years, and I've noticed an issue with the hardy board.
0: Uh-huh.
5: Uh, you know, um, where the hardy board touches the shingles on our house. You know, like a or
0: something. Hang on, we're, get, we're getting over, some wind there, Wayne. Um,
5: okay, but hold on. Let me get in that corner. Okay. There you go. Get you. There
0: you go. When the hardy board touches the shingles on a house, that's where we left off.
5: Okay, when the hardy board uh, touches a shingle on a house, moisture will wick up under the hardy board, and after several winters, that concrete will expand, contract, expand, contract, and after several years, it will hollow it out. So I started telling uh, some carpenters in this area to be sure to put a plastic strip that touches the shingle and set the hardy board on it so it can be caulked and waterproofed.
0: Huh. I, I never heard of that. That's fantastic, Wayne.
2: Yeah.
5: I've seen it in several homes here in Oxford.
2: Let me – I want to comment on that, Wayne. Um, okay. If, if, and, and I'm going to use the word hardy board. <clears throat> if you go to hardy board's install instructions, it will tell you keep the hardy board two inches above your your shingled uh, roof line okay.
5: Um, okay i've
2: got a i've got a piece of hardy board that's in in water that has been in there since 1995 mm mm-hmm. has never has never expanded now understand what what water does to wood if you take a piece of wood and you put it you put it in water and never take it out it will never rot that, that water does not cause the rotting part of wood. It's the constant wet, dry, wet, dry, wet, dry causes the rot. Right. Hmm. But all with right. that, with something else is going on, it's either a off brand of your concrete board because it should not wick water at all. Um, okay. and it may be what the concrete board is nailed to, um, I'm not saying you're wrong by any means. Mm-hmm. You're you're up there every day putting paint on it, so you can tell. But the, instru- the, the install instructions plainly uh, state: do not let your hardy board touch the shingle.
0: Well, Minimum as a of two. Right. well as a painter, well, Wayne, if you're seeing that, then uh, thank you for fixing what you can while you're there. Um, appreciate it. It's,
5: it's a very expensive fix. Oh know, yeah, uh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> all right, Wayne, I appreciate it. Thank you for the call. We're going to good move thing. on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're going to move on to Steve and Olive Branch. He's got a comment about this particular issue. Right, Steve? Yeah, hi. How
5: are you guys doing?
0: Good. What's going on?
5: By the way, I'm the driver and guy from Olive Branch. Thanks for all your comments. So, well, that's good now that I don't vent to my attic. I've used Wet and Forget for about eight years now. Uh-huh.
0: Wet and Forget. And, yeah, Wet and Forget. There's
5: glue and Soft get about six gallons per concentrate bottle. Um, I use it in North Carolina on vital siding, in the face to north on a swimming pool of wood. Right. Instead of a pressure washer. And now I have a old horse farm with that vinyl horse fence. Yeah. I use it on that. The main thing is you don't have to have a pressure washer, but you do have to have patience. It doesn't take it right off. It uses the wind and the rain and the cold and the heat, but it does work. And it kind of does a little bit of prevention, too.
0: Huh. All right, so folks this is like the too? this is like the first time we've uh, or the fifth time we've heard this product wet it and forget it and uh wet and it forget. yeah yeah what it, what is it uh, uh Pam just held up a bottle and all I can say is it's blue we don't necessarily <laughs> we don't we don't necessarily endorse a product here but hey we keep hearing about this thing so you know when you pressure
5: not a ladder on the problem it's no fun
0: to just use the or a pump That's a good point. Saves a lot of money. All right. Appreciate it, Steve. Uh, we, we really appreciate that. That's It's great to hear from the pros that can help us out there. All right, let's keep well, going. Well, and
1: let me say something on this real quick. I'm going to wet it. Forget it. Because I heard about it. And Pammy ran out, ran out and got her some. Mm-hmm. And I, he's right. you got to have some patience. But it says on the bottle that it's for patios, driveways, roofs large surfaces and siding and you just put it on there and then you got to walk away and have some patience but it did an amazing job on my fence i'm getting it prepped to put some new you know polyurethane on it and i did it a couple of weeks ago and all this rain and i went out there a little while ago and it just looks
0: awesome you see by the time i get off the air today there's not going to be any left because everybody's in love (laughs) now so all right (laughs) Let's keep moving. Number to call is eight seven seven MPB ring. Is it uh, Lorraine on the phone on the road? Yes. Okay, yes. Lorraine, what's going on?
4: Well, I'm. We're my husband and I are going down the road, and we're listening to your program. Interesting. And um, I just <laughs> wanted to, to interject something, and that is um, when I um, I met a man that I I used to work at Walmart, and mm-hmm. I met a man. We were talking about. The um, mold issue, and he says I deal with that. And he says w- I simply use apple cider vinegar.
0: Apple so, cider vinegar.
4: Yes, and we used it inside our house. We had a chimney that um, was closed off, but the rain still got in the water. And right. over time, over time, I just was looking for answers and put some in there ourselves. And um, I, I because I, I physically. Um, Dealt with um, headaches and that kind of stuff from the mold. It's right, a hundred-year-old house that um, it took care of the problem for me.
0: That's something else. Did it leave? Uh, well, I mean, I guess it's gonna. You know, after a while, all smell will move its way out. But do you think that the uh, Pam? Have you heard of this? Can the does the apple cider vinegar kill this or does it mask it?
4: I don't um, know. <laughs> that's a good question. I, I, have, I know. Yeah. I know that it. Um, took care of it for me i i had uh, a lot of uh, the sinus stuff you're right and and um we actually put our you know our bedroom in that room and uh, oh. that that left me that, so, that whole
0: so if you spray it on there let's say you spray some apple cider Vinegar on, a, say, a spot. This black, yeah. right? Is right. it that you need to oh, uh, wipe it down, or you just let it sit there, or what the, what's the deal?
4: I, oh, I let it. I sprayed the whole thing and just let it, it dry. Walked
0: away. Okay.
4: Walked away. Right. right. And um, I left the room probably for two hours. You don't have to, but I did, and um, came back, and I've not had a problem. Okay. Okay.
0: All right. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. That's a. It's a, a great suggestion we'll take anything from anybody today especially with that uh that black stuff that ends up on you know just about everything outside of mississippi so all right appreciate it you know we got another email here that i wanted to get to that's that's just as uh it's a it's a problem but Okay, well, uh, we'll get to that in a second. It's about a recess screw. We're going to take a call. Frances is on the line in Mobile, and she's got a question about mold also, but she's got a metal roof, right, Frances?
5: Yes, good morning. I have a standing seam metal roof because I didn't want the screws in the roof. Right. And, and it was gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. However, over the last several years, I've had it installed in October 2013. Uh, 13. Uh-huh. It's, it's it developed some mold that's really, really ugly. Uh-huh. Well, I'm not going to go up there and pressure wash and kill myself from falling off the roof. Smart. Um, there's a couple of companies out there called um, Soft Wash, washers with a Z at the end. Mm-hmm. What do they use to, for the roof um, to clean it? And is it worth investing $700 to have my roof clean? Well, it really looks ugly now, and I adored it before.
0: Well, great thing is, it's a metal roof. So there's yes. more things that can happen with that than can a shingle roof because you, you almost can't really scrub a shingle roof. You know, you're scrubbing all the asphalt off. So, so uh, pros, what do you guys think? Uh, can she use one of these surfaces that, that supposedly softly cleans your roof?
1: I would uh, try the wet it, forget it. I mean, first, before I send $700, bucks, i would spend $10 and, and put it on my hose and just spray it up there and see if that I works. I
5: physically cannot do that, and the roof is too tall. Gotcha. I have to
1: have... Well, I mean, you good. wouldn't get up. I'm not saying you get up there. I'm just saying you just, you know, you can spray your... I mean, this thing's got some pressure on it. Just stand there with the hose and spray it up there on the, from the ground.
0: But if that is not an option, say, physically for you, then... Uh, Yes, you can hire someone to take that off of there. Uh, I'd be curious to know if they're going to get on the roof to do thing to do that, or or how they're going to. They do better.
1: It. They better not get on a metal roof and spray
2: water. <laughs> now coming let me, off. <laughs> let, hey, let, let me comment to this. Um, <laughs> and, and remember, I got I got three teenage boys, so they can they can fall off the roof and won't even hurt them. But we. We do on a, the lower section of our roof. The upper section is shingle. The lower section is metal around the porches, right. and uh, and we do we do clean that metal, you know, on a on a annual basis. And uh, so I just I throw one of the teenagers up there to to pressure wash it.
0: Okay, so you have it pressure washed.
2: Well, it's yeah, very very light.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah. with
2: a, with a brush, not. You know, don't, you know, don't, don't, don't try to get, you know, 3,500 PSI on anything. Right. Uh, Not even, not even concrete. Right. But yeah, just a, just a light fan uh, normally with a cleaning solution will clean that metal roof.
0: Right. Because again,
2: again, I can take a pressure washer and I can make brick leak. So be very careful with a pressure washer.
0: Oh man, Jeff, you just take the fun out of everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Francis, thanks a lot. We appreciate it. Hope that helps thank
6: out.
0: You. Yes, Hi, thank you. All right, thank you. Let's go ahead and take another break, real quick. Uh, it's uh, time for our last break of the hour. You still have time to get your home improvement question answered this morning. Call us with your questions, comments. Just tell us what project you're working on. Eight seven seven. MPB ring. That's 877-672-7464 or send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back. I'm Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, host of AutoCorrect. If you're enjoying this podcast, try my podcast, auto Correct. We help steer you in the right direction with your
3: car problems. Find me on any podcast platform or at
4: autocorrect.mpbonline.org.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASCII Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from HouseWorks. If you missed any of today's program, you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our MPB public media. By the way, guys, you don't know this, but you're already a part of it. MPB has now hit over one million downloads of our podcast, and you're part of that. That's pretty big, huh?
1: Awesome. Congratulations. That's cool.
0: So, uh, all right, we're going to go real quick to Paul Immobile, who's on the phone and had a question. Paul, are you with us? Yeah, uh, Jason, uh, this question is short and for you. Oh, okay. Uh,
5: Three weeks ago or so, uh, you were talking about uh, wiring something up, Uh and you said you always looked at a certain book that I recorded as the Homeowner's Bible, and you always looked at it whenever you were doing a project.
0: Okay. Sh- What's
5: the name of that book?
0: That well, made? let me tell you, uh, you can buy a book with this name on it, but uh, I usually look at it online okay. uh, to get you know diagrams, things like that. But the, the the site that I rely on probably the most is called Family Handyman.
5: Family handyman. Yeah, oh, and, okay.
0: and usually I can go to that site and say, okay, I want to wire this thing to that thing and make it do X. And it, it, there it is. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'm
5: writing down family handyman. There you go. The help. Love mm-hmm. your program.
0: Thank you, sir. We appreciate it. All right, let's keep moving. I did have that email that I wanted to go over with you guys. Um, and this is kind of tough. It's going to need uh, some repair. Here we go. I need tips. On how to remove a recessed set screw, an Allen type, from the handle on a single lever shower faucet. The handle is loose on the shaft. The shower is still usable, but the handle jiggles. When I try to tighten the screw, it turns easily, but does not advance to tighten. Likewise, when I turn the screw to loosen it, it turns easily, but does not retract. Seems to have somehow just jumped the threads or the threads are stripped. I've had this lever off before for faucet repairs, so I know that the shaft has a flat side where the set screw engages. But the shaft is enlarged at the end so the lever never falls off. uh, Even with the screw loose. So right now I have a loose handle that I can't tighten because the set screw won't advance and I can't remove it because the set screw will not retract enough to let the handle slip off the end of the shaft. Help, Harry. Uh, Thoughts, pros outside of you know, me, I looked at this and I thought, all right, time for the hammer. So. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and a crowbar.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> I hope that he can get to that set screw with a drill. If you can get to it with a drill, simply drill it out. Yes. That's the easiest thing to do.
0: So drill um, it out if you, if you find a bit that's about that size and drill it out.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Just a hair bigger because the 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 faucet handle's ruined anyway. So so you're not salvaging anything. Um, if you cannot get it with a drill, my next tool is going to be a Dremel, and I'm going to literally slice it off of there, not the stem, mm-hmm. but just the handle.
0: Interesting. Yeah, you don't want to uh, slice the stem off. If you slice the stem off, the water won't no, stop.
2: That, that's right. That's right. Yeah, let's no. Let's just get the just get the pretty part off, and the pretty part should cut fairly easily.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, man, that's that's hard to read as I was reading that because I I, I feel the frustration in the guy's email. About- oh. I know it. You know, and I, know I can already tell if I were in that bathtub working on it and and couldn't get that screw to go one way or the other, I just know I'd have to grab a hold of that handle and get angry with it. But
2: Well, hey, here here's the thing I love and it only happens to me. No one else can relate to this. Right. But if there's like if there's like six screws on it or bolts or whatever, five of them just come out beautifully no issue the last one is the one that you cannot see you have to stand on your head to get it off and it will not come off
0: no no. (laughs) Uh, and then it strips out before you can get it so and, Uh, and,
2: and, and that only happens to me now
0: right so right okay i've got another biggie here that i've actually done in my in my uh, handyman lifetime that uh, someone has asked about that I really have strong feelings on what is the process for removing popcorn ceilings the best way to do this is to start with a stick of dynamite under your home and... <laughs> now, look, cannot... that's
1: what I'm thinking blow it up and start over
2: <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times we've done
0: that oh my gosh okay so so you've got a, a textured ceiling you know and, and what they do, uh, there's uh, several different ways that they do those textured ceilings, but there's a, there is a, uh, an Achilles heel to all of this, and I'll tell you in just a moment. But what you can do is you can wet that ceiling down. There's sheetrock under it, most likely. You wet down the ceiling, you know, the the white little popcorns or the, you know, whatever else you got on there. Wet it down, wait, let the water penetrate, and then you can use a giant scraper and scrape it. If that sounds like the worst thing ever, you're right. Because it's a heavy scraper over your head for what could be an hour or two. But aside from that, it is the messiest thing you'll ever do in your life. Because remember, the wet ceiling scrapings are about to fall on everything. So, uh there are a couple of other methods. It depends on what you're doing. In my in my bathroom, I was so disheartened by trying to get down the popcorn ceiling that I simply bought um uh thinner cut sheetrock and put it over the ceiling.
1: Well, and I've done that. That's I've done option. vinyl beadboard over it. But isn't there yeah. like a Jeff, isn't there like a, um, a an attachment you can put on your shop vac so when you're taking that stuff down, it, it sucks it down into the shop vac?
0: Yeah, they, uh, I didn't find that yeah. at the store. <laughs> <laughs> look, I've
1: look, heard of I'm, it, but I've never I'm, seen it.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you right now, we have been doing that for years, taking that off, and it's just like Jason says. Get your goggles, get your, get your, get your mask, get your white suit on because you are going to get sheeprock rock and popcorn all over you and all over that entire room.
0: Yeah. Um, and and it, do it's, remember, it, it's also working over your head. And oh, yeah. I can't even tell you, it, it sounds like nothing, but I, I, I dare you at any point today, put your hands over your head and keep them there for five minutes, just straight up in the air. Right. You'll be in agony by your third minute. <laughs> so when you're doing so these, go now, ahead
1: and stock up on ibuprofen and Epsom I, salts.
0: Right? <laughs> I, think, I,
4: think it's
2: important, I think it's important to tell our listeners when you said wet the saline down, we're not, we're not taking the garden hose in there and wetting it down. No, we're taking the,
0: a pump up sprayer. Yeah, a sprayer, yes. And, and the thing that I was going to tell you is the Achilles heel of that, of removing that popcorn ceiling, is if no one has painted it yet. But if you go to a popcorn ceiling and someone has rolled paint over the top of it, maybe Whoa. maybe to change the color or anything else, it's just there. You know?
2: Jason, you are speaking from experience, I, I'm I telling am. you right now. It's awful. The minute you yeah, the minute you put paint on that, oh my goodness! Yeah, it is tough, tough, tough.
0: Yeah, because so. you know the stuff that goes up there uh, with water and a little and a little push will come off, but if it's got paint on it, now it's a it's yep. a whole different organism. So I mean,
2: look, I like I I like pulling the crown, uh, pulling my pulling my light fixtures, uh-huh. taking quarter inch rock, go over my existing ceiling. Put my crown back up. Put my light fixtures, my ceiling fan back up, and now you know I've, I've got a smooth ceiling. Once I tape and tape and float my joints.
0: That's exactly what I did in my uh, in my bathroom. Just because it, it made me cry to look up there and think I was going to have to
2: <laughs> get that stuff down. And hey, just think. Tr- try to do it on a vaulted ceiling.
0: No, I will not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Not going to happen. You know, hey, and Jason, before we get out of here, yeah. I want to mention, you talking about shelving. Uh-huh. Tell, I, I did something this weekend where I went to a salvage store and bought old shelving to yeah. put in my shop. So that's how I get oh, everything organized. Yeah, so you know, there's stuff the, out there. You don't have to buy anything new. Just go get something old, and you can use that for storage solutions. Well,
0: you know, a lot of people use what they call MDF. Uh, for shelving and what that is folks if you if you go to the store and you find a a shelf you buy a shelf and let's say it kind of feels like it's uh, laminated and on the inside it's it, it's like pressed particle board stuff anyway, not always the right thing to do, especially if you're in a moist atmosphere. You need some real wood there on your shelf. All right, folks. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, and is funded by the generous contributions for listeners like you. Our show is produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Liz Gill. For Pam Pibus, Jeff Sammons, and I'm Jason Klein. Up next is, uh, well, it's uh, Jay White with Everyday Tech. So be listening for that next. And make sure to join us next Wednesday at 9 for more Fix It 101 right here on MPB Think Radio.